0: Hey guys, welcome back into the Corked Up podcast here on Two Cents Pods. I am Jack Savio. He is Frank Neris. Uh, We are talking some NFL Week 3. Frank, quarter of the season is upon us already. It flies by. Um, But if you guys want to join the conversation at any point, obviously after the show, not during it, because this isn't a live podcast, um, because we got shit to do and we're busy people, (laughs) all right? We don't have time for that. Um, You can follow us on on Twitter at Jack underscore Savio5. Uh, he is at Frankie G. Lyrical uh, at Two Cents Pods on Twitter, which is our umbrella company, if you will. Um, and then, of course, we are also on Twitter at Cork to Podcast. That is a show Twitter. Um, apparently, we're on YouTube. Frank just showed me the link to it. Um, <laughs> it's been 23 episodes, Frank. You yeah. think I remember this? Uh, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, all that good stuff. A ton of different ways to watch us, listen to us, all that. Uh, we do appreciate it as well. Um, but, Frank, enough niceness. Let's uh let's get into this right now. Uh, first and foremost, though, how are you? Doing great,
1: man. Doing absolutely great. Fatherhood is upon me. Uh, today makes today makes thirty weeks of pregnancy. So, I'm so
0: excited for you. Yeah, we are getting there. How are you, Jackie? I can't wait till he comes out with red hair and his name's Jack, and that's just gonna be beautiful. Jesus Christ. Are you trying to tell be...
1: me something, Jack?
0: No. Um, <laughs> so uh, Frank, the uh, the Bears game. Uh, I wouldn't say Bears Washington was exactly what we thought it would be uh, in terms of offensive production. Uh, with that being said, though, I think we can both agree that we are pretty—I um, don't want to say impressed—but uh, we are satisfied with with yeah. the showing that we got. Um, let's kind of break down a little bit. We'll we'll talk about what we saw in Week Three, then we'll kind of um, you know in this ha- first you know in this first half of the show, and then we'll we'll do a little Bears Vikings preview uh, for Week Four. And then we'll uh, in the second half of the show, we'll jump into uh, kind of some things we saw from around the NFL in week three. And then, of course, make our week four picks. Uh, Frank, Mitch Trubisky, three touchdowns in the first half. Um, Not too bad, right?
1: Yeah. Mitch looked good. Um, He didn't look great. He certainly didn't look bad. And in the world that we live in of social media, everything seems to be the extreme levels on whatever spectrum that you'd like, you know, is in discussion. And since Mitch didn't look, didn't have 158.3 QB rating, he was bad to some people. Uh, And I think that's asinine. In reality, he only missed two throws. Uh, The David Montgomery throw right down the seam, he should have hit that. And obviously that terrible interception, uh, his only interception of the game where he should have hit Allen Robinson in the back corner. And he just completely underthrew it. Um, And, you know, the sentiment remains the same for me. Uh, For Mitch, as it's been since last year, as it's been with my complaints with Nagy's play calling in the first two games, uh, and partially in game three, he's going to miss some throws every now and then. Uh, And and I told you this off air, and I want to tell it to everyone here, I'm no longer going to be bringing up other quarterbacks' names because human beings, for whatever reason, don't have the brain capacity to continue to listen after I bring them up. So forget any other quarterbacks exist. Mitchell Trubisky is going to miss a couple of throws a game that's fine. We got to live with that. Let's hope he can get better and, and he can go games at a time without missing any. But as it stands, he's going to miss some throws. But that doesn't mean you yank the leash on him. That doesn't mean you get super conservative with your offense. And it certainly doesn't mean let's run the ball 50 times in a game. And for the most part, I like what I saw from Matt Nagy. He let him continue to be aggressive. This looked like the West Coast offense that it's supposed to be. It was, you know, crossing routes. Anthony Miller ran a few uh, of those very well. Cordell Patterson ran a few of those very well. There were slant routes with Allen Robinson in which, let me let me say this about him. He looks fucking phenomenal this year. His breaks, his burst, he looks like the Allen Robinson uh, pre-ACL injury. So that's very encouraging. Um, really, my only complaints here about the game in general um, is – I mean, well, it's the same complaint, but from on both sides of the ball. So Nagy, it, hopefully he he learns that you have to continue to keep going. You cannot get conservative with the lead. Um, and that works on both sides of the ball. We saw some drives three and out super quick, have a third a, th- a third and eight or a third and ten uh, incomplete pass because the defense knows a pass is coming. And then, you know, you, give, you get the defense right back on the field. And that's never a good recipe. But then on the flip side, you know, you're seeing uh, a defense – be super conservative, have their corners line up 10, 15 yards away from a wide receiver. And that's an easy eight-yard eight, eight, route, uh, eight yard, um, stop route every single time. And and that's what I don't want to see either. So I, I, I want to see, I mean, the Bill Belichick game plan. We're just going to keep fucking going. I, I don't care what the score is. We're going to get our, our foot, we're going to put it on your throat, and we're going to step down until you can't breathe anymore. Um, my only complaints, but that being said, even as the Redskins made it a little bit closer... I was never worried. You know what I mean? They're just not that team that, that, that can do that. Now, had that been, you know, the the Broncos, that that was kind of the same thing. I didn't like it. I, you know what I mean? Is that if we're playing Aaron Rodgers and it looks like this and we're up 13, you're not comfortable. So I don't want them to get into that habit, but overall, I mean, you got to give it like a B plus or an A minus I would say as an overall performance from the team. What
0: were your thoughts? Well, I'll start where you started as well with, with Mitch. Um, you know, I, I wonder how much of the context is different if that throw that he made to Allen Robinson, the interception, happens between any of those touchdowns that he throws. Um, I just think it's unfortunate that that happened to be uh, after the three touchdowns in the second half. Um, Jackie,
1: I want your opinion on this, too, as you're going on, Mitch. If that yeah. was Aaron Rodgers who made that on-the-run roll, one-armed kind of falling backwards to, to Taylor Gabriel, is that like the talk of the town and he's the GOAT?
0: but yeah, it's 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 Mitch, so it doesn't matter, right? If it's Brady, if it's Breeze, if it's Russell Wilson, it's the greatest throw of all time. If it's Mitch, it's, oh, well, you know, it's not even a touchdown, please, (laughs) please get, get the fuck out of here. Like he, the, some of the throws that he, like granted, yes, maybe the touchdowns, a couple of the touchdowns he threw to to Taylor Gabriel weren't the most difficult passes, but Hey, what else is he supposed to do? Not make the pass. Like no, he's going to get his he's going to make the plays. He made the correct reads. Um, you know, he didn't miss him or anything like that. And then he throws an absolute dime to, to Taylor Gabriel. Um, but like you said, now, granted, would I have rather seen maybe Alan Robinson or a guy who is taller than three foot two um, in that type of position where it's like in the in the smallest window possible? Probably. <laughs> but am I complaining? No, because it was an absolute amazing throw. Um, And it was an even better catch, to be honest with you. The fact that he was able to get both feet down inbounds, absolutely incredible. And that's that's what these guys start to have. They're going to have to start doing more and more is is making those difficult plays, because, you know, at this point, I don't know. Mitch isn't going to really make it super easy on them. Um, So they're going to have to help him out and start making some some plays that, frankly, they get paid to make, Um, you know, uh, receivers in the NFL don't get paid to catch slant you know, passes over the middle when they're wide open. Uh, they get paid to make those tough catches. Um, Anthony Miller was a little more disappointing. Um, he, he made a couple plays this week, uh, but nothing spectacular. And he missed a couple passes that I think he should have caught because uh, we've been billed that he's he's been billed as a guy who's supposed to make those catches. He's supposed to be the next Antonio Brown without all of the psycho shit, obviously, <laughs> on the side. But we haven't really seen that um, growth from him. And, and Frank, I know I posed this question to you. Uh, on the way, you know, before the Bears game, um, but I'll pose it to our listeners as well. It's like, sure, maybe Mitch hasn't taken a step forward and it looks like he's almost taken a step back, but who on this offense has, has looked like they've taken a step forward? Um, the offensive line had another really, in my opinion, bad game. Um, they Again, they were lucky they were playing a, a pretty inferior team because uh, those penalties could have just killed them. Um, The offensive line is just getting shoved around right now and just planted in Mitch Trubisky's face. Uh, I'm not going to use the excuse that Bobby Massey was out. I I don't think he's that important to the to the Bears offensive line. And the film looks good. He's not all pro. He's not a pro bowler. He's just a guy. He's a serviceable right tackle. Um, And it's just I don't know why Mitch is the one I, I mean, I guess I do know why Mitch is the one who takes all the blame. He's other than just being the quarterback. He's not. Pat Mahomes, he's not Deshaun Watson having the immediate success. Um, but with that being said, he still won 12 games last year, which is, in my opinion, was still very impressive. And it wasn't maybe not all the time because of him, other than maybe the Tampa Bay game. um But still, I think I, I've liked what I saw in Week Three, uh, and I hope to see it continue moving forward. um I just, what, what would you say if, if someone were to ask you, Frank? I, that person's going to be me. If there was one thing that could solve the offenses issues, what would you say it is?
1: Um, as it stands, it, it would would have to be offensive line play. Um, from what I saw from Nagy, it it clearly shows that because the question that I posed last week was, has Nagy been figured out or is Mitch just really that bad? Um, or, you know, could it be that we're just slow starters because we don't play in the preseason? And and you know, Nagy wants to tinker with things, and, and I, I think that may actually be the answer. So with that being said, assuming that gets resolved, it has to be the offensive line. Uh, when you're specifically talking about offense, when you're talking about defense, just like you said, those those killer pen- penalties, they can't happen. You can't you can't line up offside. You can't jump the gun that consistently. It's that's inexcusable. We we got lucky that they were inferior, but yeah. I mean, the offensive line thus far has been the worst unit on the team, and it hasn't been particularly close. Uh, Mitch's one good game so far in week three has been better than anything. I mean, like, the combined effort of all three weeks from the offensive line. Uh, Kyle Long has not looked good. The the switch of um, of Daniels and Whitehair doesn't seem to be working out too much. Um, Charles, Charles Leno, he, he, he's, he's always been just – kind of uh, an above average to to good type of guy so he's still doing that um but just just like you said you know Bobby Massey hasn't been he he's serviceable but his fill-in and I'm blanking on his name Lucas or uh, Elias
0: he, Lucas yeah
1: he looked good he actually looked just as good if not better than Massey so I, I wasn't mad at it but yeah the offensive line has to drastically improve if we want to you know compete in this division which I mean looks like it's <laughs> uh gearing to be one of the best divisions in
0: football this may sound simple for my answer um to answer my own question, uh, but it's going to be play calling. Um, I thought Nagy did a very good job of kind of mixing in the run. And uh, he seems to be a guy that sets up the run via the pass, as opposed to setting up the pass via the run, which is the NFL style of old. Um, But at the end of the game, he knew what to do with David Montgomery. He was like, all right, let's just, let's just go ahead and get dirty. Um, But what, what made me frustrated was in the first half, um, we saw Mitch starting to get a little more vertical with his passes, a little more down the field, a little more working the middle, which is something you and I had talked about on the, on last week's show. Yeah. Uh, we thought it may be Trey Burton. Um, this week it was Alan Robinson working a little more of the middle. Um, you know, I kind of want to see maybe Anthony Miller do that a little bit more and maybe, um, you know, I, it seems like Trey Burton is not fully healthy and that's why they're not really committed to getting him too involved right now. Um, unfortunately, Adam Shaheen hasn't really taken that step up either in terms of making some big plays. Um, but with that being said, you know, he starts going vertical and they start, you know, they score 21 points in the first half. Yep. And then in the second half, he gets, like you said, a little more conservative starts to fall back into the old patterns we saw in the green Bay game and the, in the Broncos game as well, where it's like, all right, let's get the swing passes. Let's do the run. Let's just hand out like, no, now, Washington is that team that you're supposed to destroy. They're supposed to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of last year. You know, that was supposed to be the game. I'm not saying he's going to throw six touchdowns, but that's kind of the improvement we were expecting to see. Um, I, I like the game plan to begin with, but in the second half, it was just more of the same of what we saw. And I, mm-hmm. I hate that Nagy thinks, oh, well, we have the defense, so we, we shouldn't push it. No, no, you have the defense, so you can push it. Exactly. Like Get, get Mitch some more confidence and just fix some of the play calling issues. I just need to see this horizontal game kind of, kind of start to fall to fade away and start trusting him to make some of these throws. And, you know, even with the interception, he still allowed Mitch to make a couple more throws down the field, yep. which is nice. Um, cause we do, I, I think we need to see a little bit more of that.
1: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And the reason why my answer wasn't that, cause I was, pick, it, it' to me, it's between the two. Those are the two yeah. that need to be most improved. Yeah. Um, but, but, it seems like Nagy just got back to, you know, getting vertical, working the middle of the field um, for the most part. Second half, we, we didn't see it as much. Um, but he showed me he at least trusts Mitch to do that at least some of the time, if not all the time. So that's uh, that was certainly encouraging out of everything. Um,
0: I would still like to see more play action passes. Like, I just feel like that's something that we just don't really see a whole lot of in this offense. That's probably just by design. Um, but I don't know that I feel like Mitch just constantly is in the pistol or the shotgun. He he was under center, I think once, uh, last game and, and, you know, it was a run, but I would just, I would like to see a little more play action utilizing this offense.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I'd like to see more. I'd also like to see just some more drawn up rollouts for him.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd also like to his right kind of thing. Yeah.
1: I'd also I'd also like to see uh, him be able to freely um, choose on those what looks like RPOs. I, I, again, this past week, it like the, the the defensive ends are clearly not containing, and all he has to do is pull the ball back in. But I don't think they're being drawn up as RPOs. I think they're meant to look that way, and he's handing the ball look, off the whole way.
0: Because we had the story again come out that Nagy is much like um, – Much like, uh, with Jared, with Jared Goff, um, he's using the whole 15 second clock thing too, up to 15 seconds telling Mitch, all right, here's what I see. Here's what you're going to do. Um, so that's a little concerning for a third year quarterback, but I mean, if it's happening for Jared Goff, it's people just develop at different rates. Um, if Mitch still needs to be told certain things, I'm not going to say it's the end of the world. Um, this is still his second year in, in a pro style offense like this, um, Yeah. I remember he was at North Carolina where they they don't necessarily have the best coaches in the entire world. Um, but I, so I'm, I'm not 100% worried about that. Um, but it it does start need to start kind of moving in, in, you know, what's interesting is I actually heard, um, in defense of some of the stuff we're hearing about the, the Nagy using the, the radio to, to kind of tell Mitch what he's seeing, um, you know, a lot of people have been kind of reminding, hey, you know, the same thing was going on with Mike Holmgren with with Brett Favre and Brett yeah. Favre's career turned out pretty well for a lot of these guys. It's just learning how to play in an NFL offense. And maybe that's just what it is right now. Um,
1: I would also and this will never happen, but I would also like to hear what that level of communication is, if it's something simple like, hey check the mic if he moves left or in a cover two, if he moves right, they're in a cover one. So yeah. like giving little tips on your way there, I, I mean, that's that can happen throughout your whole career, and I'm fine with that. Because stuff like that will be ingrained in you anyway. Now, if it's literally, hey, I see this defense, and if you make the wrong read as a coach, you're you're complete, because if your quarterback sees something else and he thinks you're wrong, now he's at odds here. Who the fuck do I trust? Do I trust me or do I trust right. my, you know what I mean? Right. So if, if it's to that level of hand-holding, yeah, I would have an issue with it, but since we don't really know, it's hard to say, but just like you said, everyone develops differently. So, I'm I'm certainly not worried about it. If he can continue to string together performances like that, he just looked more comfortable. He had a little bit more time back there. He was making you know, he's making the correct reads and and the biggest thing with me with all that being said was that he just seemed to feel the pressure better, and it was probably because he didn't have real-time reps in the preseason that he just got jittery in the pocket. It seemed like week three, he felt the pressure coming, his internal clock was ready, and, and that's what was
0: most encouraging to me. Right, and and I think, you know, for, for people who are wondering, well, you know, Pat Mahomes also, you know, needed to learn enough. The same kind of offense is the same sort of offense as well. difference is is that I mean you know like it or or dislike it make fun of it if you want but Cliff Kingsbury is a head coach in the NFL like I don't think the offensive coordinator for Mitch is going to come anywhere near sniffing an uh, an offensive coach or uh, a, a head coaching job in the NFL like it it everyone's different everyone comes into the league different it's just I feel like there's so many expectations because the two guys drafted behind him were just put in better situations right now um you know, everyone's different. I, I don't think he's going to be Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf, as Ryan Clark decided <laughs> to put it um, yeah. very stupidly. But I, I was encouraged. And that throw to Taylor Gabriel, I think if you're looking for and that was kind of my thing. I wanted to see some more big plays, at least the potential for some big plays to hit, start hitting some of those throws. I don't think the the, the under throw to Island Robinson should diminish what he did in that first half. Um, it was disappointing. It was just a bad throw. But everyone makes bad. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it happens. It's
1: it, it, it happens. And and that's exactly why I said, I'm not worried. As long as he continues to do what he has to do to get the trust of the coach, to let him continue to air it out. He's going to miss some throws. He's going to throw some interceptions. That's why those are stats. It, yeah. It's and I mean, it happens.
0: Th- there wasn't a ton to talk about defensively. I know um, that was kind of the big story of the game was the bears defense, other than Khalil Mack proving like he hmm. really helping his case for or helping me, I should say, for, yeah. uh, for his case for NFL MVP. Hopefully, fingers crossed here. Um, he just looks on Like, stop putting tight ends on him. Stop trying to have tight ends block Khalil Mack. I, I, these <laughs> these people are just so dumb. Like, yeah. Do they just not think about it? Or are they just like, oh well, we'll get the ball out fast? No, Khalil Mack is faster than that. Like,
1: yeah, I, and that I don't move know. move by Danny Trevason.
0: Those... Dude filthy.
1: I've never seen anything like that in an NFL field. That was insane.
0: From a middle linebacker, too, not from yeah. a natural pass rusher either. Yeah. Like he just he he just blew right around him. It was absolutely incredible. It uh, was. You so know, Ha Ha Clint Dix, I, I think has been proven to be a very serviceable replacement for Adrian Amos. For sure. I don't think they're missing him too much. Um But it's it's just it seems like it's gonna be another thing like it was last year, where it's like every differ every other week there's going to be a different guy making a play, you I know, agree. it's going to be a, a yeah. different guy having a bit first week. It was, you know, Roquan and Khalil last week. It was, you know, Eddie Jackson having the big game uh, and Khalil. And then the, the, this <laughs> last week it was, you know uh, you know, Danny Trevathan and, and ha Clint Dix and Khalil. Um, yeah. It was, it just seems like it's going to be one of those things where it's just every other week, um, we start and and I'm wondering when that first defensive touchdown is going to happen. What, what what's going on here?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't the first score? No, was no, no. I,
0: I'm sorry. I mean, the defensive player on offense. We haven't seen it.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I thought it was illegal to send unsolicited dicks picks. Uh, <laughs> and HaHa had two of them, so that was encouraging. Can um, that be
0: your team name for da- for fantasy football? Unsolicited Dix picks. picks. I'm
1: doing it. I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> No. So here's the thing. This is honestly, this is my last overarching point Um, from the game. I'm sick and tired of people with agendas. I I, I really, really am. And I get it. You need your clicks. You need your views. Cool. But when at, coming off the best game of his, of the season, which wasn't, like I said, not a great game, but it was still a good game. You have Ryan Clark saying he needs to be compared to Jamarcus. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what are you? First of all, he's in year three of, you know, of a career. So you're already talking about a bust, which is ridiculous. But number two, you're saying that after a game in which he played very, very well. Yeah. And but it's like even to a point where the first touch to either the first or the second touchdown pass to Taylor Gabriel where he was rolling to his left. And he held it for a little while, and people were like, "He took too long." No, if you know football, there was a linebacker right there, and he needed to make sure he wasn't committing to go uh, cover Taylor Gabriel, so then he himself would run in for the touchdown. Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? Like, the 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 agenda and the need to be right about something is so strong that you like over critique or just start seeing things that aren't even there. It's, yeah. it's like conspiracy nuts. Like, like, like people who want to be oppressed, these conspiracy, like, Oh, the government is out to get us. Look, my TV has static. And that, like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, it's, it's, it's insane. And it's like, I just feel like, I feel like we're the only people who call it down the middle. Like we're, we're not on, you know, we're not Mitch apologists where we tell you what we don't like about him, but we're not sitting here critiquing things that aren't actually wrong. Well, and not that's the like, thing
0: is like, is like off it's, the ledge. It, it's gotten to the point where it's like, if you say anything positive about Mitch, it's like, oh my God, you love Mitch. And it's like, no, I'm just saying he made a good play. He's still a good quarterback. Like I would still take him over a good amount of quarterbacks in this league.
1: It also seems to me though, that the Chicago bears fan base, and I can only speak for Chicago fans are the only fan base that legitimately root for players to lose. Like, they did it with Jay Cutler. They did it with every quarterback before him. And, and I mean, even skill position players, like, if they just don't like them for whatever reason, they're ready for the backup to be in. They're ready for them to be traded or ready for them to be cut. And it's like everywhere else the issue is there are too many apologists. Like, people still want Addison Russell on the Cubs. You know what I mean? Like, right. they don't know when to cut ties. I mean, but when well, it's the Bears, it's like they that's they, the they thing. it's for people it's, to lose. It makes it, no
0: sense to me. Who's the last quarterback that, that Bears fans liked? Jim McMahon, probably Kyle, Kyle Orton, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> like, but they, they call for they call for Caleb Haney to start the next year after he plays pretty well, and then yep. look what happens. They call for, uh, you know, Chase Daniel to come in and oh, start over Mitch. Look what happens. Like, yeah, yo, like, just I, I can't get into this right now, Frank. It's it's just gonna it's, it's gonna boil me up. But let's um before we move on to let's and taking a little break here. Let's let's get into some uh, some week four prediction uh for the Bears Vikings game um they are a 325 game um Tony Romo is actually on the call which i'm actually very excited about cuz me too dude, i i i i didn't like Tony Romo for a long time because he was Dallas Cowboys quarterback and i always hated the Cowboys but dude he as a as a broadcaster i know he's a little goofy but he's yeah. so much fun and he, and he's so good at breaking down what he's seeing especially for quarterback play so i'm really interested to hear what he has to say about Mitch um going up against his evil twin brother and Kirk cousins. Uh, Frank, I want to read you something real quick. Just, just a quick uh, stat that I had for you. So um, this season in three games, Mitch Trubisky has 579 passing yards, three Mm -hmm. touchdowns, two picks and a passer rating of 81.3. Kirk cousins stats through three games, 502 passing yards, three touchdowns, two picks and a passer rating of 86.9. Nowhere do I see people hating on Kirk Cousins for as bad as he is anywhere else that they hate on Mitch Trubisky. And yet they are identical. Yeah. And if you ask anybody, who would you take Kirk Cousins or Mitch Trubisky? Oh, Kirk Cousins, no doubt about it. Yeah. Please.
1: And Please. if you add in, I don't have the stats in front of me, but from what we've seen with our own eyes, Kirk Cousins crumbles when the pressure is on every single time. That's the thing. Mitch Trubisky if, if has come up big. In yeah. huge situations, he uh, the, the toss to Allen Robinson uh, in week two, and then you think about the way he played in that fourth quarter in, in the Eagles games. We have yet to in the Eagles game uh, rather you um we've yet to see Kirk Cousin come up anywhere near as big in anywhere near as big of a game.
0: Well, it's like for for Matt Stafford and Andrew Luck, who were both had like those incredible numbers in terms of like the fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky, he hasn't really had to do that a whole lot. They've been in almost every game that he's been in, and, it, and the defense usually puts a, puts the other team away pretty early and often, and then the, the Bears kind of just take it from there. So I'm curious to see I, if you're asking me who I would take in a fourth quarter to to bring my team back to win between Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. The answer is Mitch Trubisky, and if people tell you Kirk Cousins, they're just that, that those people just hate Mitch Trubisky, like sort of like you were saying. They yeah. have identical stats, and I don't think people really realize that they're they're essentially right now playing the same way. It's ridiculous. It,
1: it, it goes um, – and I know you hate first take, but this went very, very viral. Uh, Max Kellerman had said that um, Kawhi Leonard has more clutch moments or is a more clutch player than Kobe is in the playoffs, and um, – jay williams was like well tell me about those clutch moments and then like max he wasn't ready for like someone to shoot back that quick and he couldn't (laughs) name any this was before he hit that game winner against the sixers yeah and i feel it's like the same thing with um kirk cousins and i hate when we did our top five favorite players he was in my top five for the redskins but over time he has become very overrated like he he especially with the money that he's been paid like he he didn't he didn't not i don't want to say he didn't deserve that's a different word he he didn't merit that I don't think with his play I'll say I think everyone deserves as much as you can negotiate
0: you know what I mean like that's that's a business he's gonna pay you take that money
1: exactly (laughs) um but you know his play didn't necessarily merit that and and that's what really has made him overrated and like when people say oh he's a in in the top half of the quarterbacks well show me these moments that that prove that for for me because I'm not sitting here saying Mitch is a top half quarterback as of yet I mean, he he still has a lot of work to do, but I'm not also the you know what I mean like be, because of that I don't I'm not the one that's pressed to say oh here's this that and here's that like Kirk Cousins has been a stat pattern for the last five years.
0: There's a reason he was a fourth round pick. Let's just say that like it is what it is. I mean yeah there were a lot of teams who passed on him when they could have drafted him and they just didn't see what they they didn't see the the killer attitude that he that he needs to have and it don't act like he doesn't have good skill players around him. He has some of the best skill players in the league. Uh, yeah, he does. Well, you know, with that being said, Frank, let's let's kind of go in terms of the game plan. Um let's start with the defense and we'll go to the offense. We'll kind of finish on that point and then we'll take a quick break here. What is the defense's game plan to beat the Minnesota Vikings?
1: I mean, the def- honestly it it's to be aggressive and it's to bl- I know they blitzed quite a bit against Washington, but this is the this is the guy to do it against as well. He's he's a statue in the pocket. His 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 feet aren't the greatest, probably because he's white. Um, but, uh, he, um, but no, but in all seriousness, he does panic when there is pressure. He he's one of those guys that if he doesn't have a clean pocket to step up into, because he's not that good at rolling out, he he's gonna be flustered all night. Like he's a super rhythm type of guy. He he's not the type of quarterback that you know, that's like a Ben Roethlisberger that can do some backyard football or like a Mitch Trubisky that can roll out a Russell Wilson who can roll out and fucking make a 60 yard play out of it. Like he's just not that guy. So if you can disrupt his timing consistently. So I don't know if you blitz on the first drive and see see what your, your front four can do your front four or five can do and, and, and go from there. But I I think you have to pressure him uh, early and often. And, um, I wouldn't be mad if we had some some cover zero blitzes, no safeties in the back. Let our corners just go one on one. As good as Adam Thielen is, as good as Stephon Diggs is, that's a chance I'm willing to take with Kirk Cousins at quarterback.
0: Yeah, the matchup that I'm going to be really interested in to watch is obviously um, it's it's going to be Roquan and and Dalvin Cook for me uh, because you you assume you know Danny Trevathan is is a very good athlete. Um, but Roquan just edges him out a little bit more and he's going to be able to match up with Dalvin Cook a little bit more. Obviously the Vikings game plan is going to be to take the ball out of Kirk Cousins hand as much as possible. He only had like 98 passing yards last week. (laughs) Uh, So, it's obviously Dalvin Cook. You, that's that's going to be the key is, is is beating him, stopping him, making and, and the, the Bears' defensive line. You know, other than outside of Khalil Mack, they they don't get a lot of credit that they deserve. Eddie Goldman is one of the best, um, you know, nose nose tackles in the league. Um, he he can he's going to be a very key factor to beating that that offensive line. Um, Khalil Mack is going to do what Khalil Mack does, and and I agree with you. I think the secondaries matchup matches up pretty well um you know with the Vikings and I expect some turnovers in this game as well Uh, yeah Kirk Cousins is going to make mistakes Dalvin Cook one of the biggest things um one of the biggest issues he's had since he's been in the NFL uh has been the fact that he turns the ball over quite a bit um he puts the ball on the ground and then and the Spares defense hasn't lost its edge in terms of that they they're going to be going for that ball um offensively Frank what, what are you looking for offensively I know we've talked about it a little bit Um, but I kind of want to get into specifics, how they can beat, you know, Anthony Barr, Everson Griffin, you know, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes, because the Vikings defense has been playing really well um, as of late.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're a stout defense and they have been for the last couple of years. I, I think in this game, you absolutely cannot give up on the run. Aaron Jones had like 125 yards on the ground against them. Um, and I'm not saying David Montgomery is is better than him. Aaron Jones have been in the league a little bit more. We have more film on him and he, he, he's a very good running back. Um, I mean, even to a degree, he's still a little bit unproven, but he's very talented, but, um, David Montgomery, you got to continue to get him involved. Um, I, I think the biggest key for me outside of just staying aggressive and being vertical and working the middle of the field, the one thing that I absolutely loved that I saw last week was that Anthony Miller line, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Allen Robinson lined up everywhere. He lined up yeah. on the outside on both sides. He lined up in the middle. He even was like in, in, in like a H back tight end type, of type of deal as well. And, and when you put him, you know, you, you, when you make a defense, make a decision as to who has to really check him, there's not a tight, I'm sorry. There's not a middle linebacker or any linebacker in the league. That's guarding Allen Robinson anywhere on that field. So I really want to see that happen again. Um, but I think speed is going to kill this defense, so you got to get Terry Cohen involved. It, it, it's been three weeks and we haven't seen much from him. He looked good just out of the slot against Green Bay. That's not something I still want as his primary, um, you know, uh, primary role in this offense. Get him in the backfield, let him run some routes, give him a couple handoffs. But I, I, I think he is really going to be the X factor in this game because he's the guy that. I mean, he can just make a play out of nothing. He's so fast. And like, he, he's not the stretch the field type of fast because he's so, he's so short. But it's it just, you, you have to get him involved and, and, and set him up for opportunities to be explosive. And I think if he has a big game, we win this game
0: naggy i think needs to watch some some film on darren sproles and figure out how, ways to get him the ball yes that was the whole thing you're supposed to be the bears version of darren sproles and he's he's got the talent it's just naggy doesn't really seem to know how to get him the football um you know you I, I do like him getting the occasional runs up the middle um trying to bounce things off the set but maybe try some jet sweeps um yeah. some, some pretty easy completions and kind of let him just kind of work I, i'm not a fan of the bubble screens on the outside he's just he doesn't he needs to kind of get ahead a of steam going before he can start really dissecting plays and figuring out where he needs to go. And those um, are
1: so reliant on blocking as well yeah. that it's it, it, your individual skill set usually doesn't play too big of a part in a bubble screen.
0: Right. And, and I mean, you talked about Allen Robinson moving all over the field. That That's what I expected to see more of since week one because uh, mm-hmm. Nagy was you know he's so creative when it comes to how to get guys into certain matchups and I think that's going to be the biggest thing how to get Allen Robinson basically away from Xavier Rhodes because mm-hmm. not, not saying that Allen Robinson can't beat Xavier Rhodes because I do think Allen Robinson's a better receiver than Xavier Rhodes is a is a cornerback I like that matchup but if you can get Allen Robinson against some lesser guys why wouldn't you you know absolutely what I mean? <laughs> um, absolutely yeah I want to see Taylor great Gabriel kind of if, if he can play, I want to see him do a little bit, obviously continue his performance. Um, but I need to see, you know, I need to see Mitch have a big game as well. I, I I think this defense is a little overrated, um, in terms of things that they can do. I I do like some of the the players that they have. Um, but if the offensive line can start kind of getting it together a little bit more and starting to get into the rhythm, kind of what we've been talking about as, as slow starters. Um, I think Mitch can have a pretty big game. I think I think this could be a surprise game for a lot of for a lot of people. Um, and, and the Bears are kind of rolling right now um, in terms of just kind of confidence. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they're starting to look more than themselves than we saw, you know, more of last year than so far what we've seen this year. Um, other than that, though, you know, I think this is a we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get to our picks in the second half. So I don't want to spoil anything too much. Um, I'm sure people probably know which way we're going to go, but I don't want to spoil it yet, Frank. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk some things that we saw in Week Three around the NFL, just in general. Um, you know, just talk about things we like, things we didn't like, and then uh, we'll we'll do our Week Four picks, and and that'll wrap up today's episode. So, um, you know, keep it here, Corked Up Podcast. We will be right back.
1: All right, guys, and we are back. Episode 23 of the Corked Up podcast in our second half. Uh, we're doing all things NFL. We covered all things Bears in the first half. We will make our quick Bears prediction, but we broke that down already uh, in the first half. Jackie, um, week, going into week four, obviously, uh, you know, some, some things are starting to really come into fruition. Now teams are kind of showing us who they really are. What were some things that you saw week three that caught your attention?
0: Um, I, I think one of the bigger things is, um, I think the Patriots might be better than some of the people give them credit for. Um, you know, I don't think there's some bum team that's not going to make the playoffs. I think this team might actually have something, you know, new England Patriots. Um, I hate myself sometimes. Um, no, but I think some of the bigger things that I, realistically that I did note, um, Buffalo, I think is going to be a tougher out than I think people are going to realize. And listen, they're, they're playing the Patriots this week. I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I may have I may have a prediction for you, Frankie. Uh, we're not <laughs> no, going to do it right it. now, um, but, it. but we'll get to that. Um, Philadelphia continues to be a little more disappointing than I thought. Um, I don't know how you lose that game to Detroit at home um, with a fully he- healthy Carson Wentz. I think the, the, the answer is that uh, maybe Jordan Howard isn't as good as every Bears fan made him out to be. Uh, maybe he's not the answer to the Eagles run game. Um, and their wide receiver core is just decimated right now. Um, but things like, um, you know, obviously the, the big, one of the, I would say probably the most entertaining matchup, obviously outside of the bears in Washington was, uh, Baltimore at Kansas city. Um, Lamar Jackson just, I I mean, granted they didn't win, but I absolutely love John Harbaugh saying we, we have to put up more points than the Kansas city chiefs. We're not going to do that by kicking extra points. Like I love love that mentality. I love that he stuck to it and didn't back away in the post game. Like, oh, well, we should have... No, no, he he had a game plan. They clearly had a game plan. Um, and and I, I love that that he decided to do that. Um, Jacoby Brissett. Listen, man, we we talked about it before the season started. I, I don't count the Colts out. Um, you know, granted, I don't have them winning the division, and and maybe they they won't. But I think he's been proving a lot of people wrong because it wasn't Marlon Mack, and it wasn't the defense. Uh, that that carried them to that win. It was it was the play of Jacoby Bursette. Um Outside of that, there weren't too many big you know storylines going on. Uh, maybe you know Daniel Jones played pretty well, but I mean it is Tampa Bay, so I'm curious to see yeah, what he does yeah. outside of that. Um, what are some things that you liked uh, uh, in, in Week Three?
1: Yeah, I um. I certainly liked the Lions winning because I told it just made one of my kind of semi-hot takes that they're just not as bad as people think they are. And top to bottom, they're actually a solid team. Um, I, I think what it comes down to is just how good of a coach Matt Patricia is because these are pieces that you can win games. I don't think they make the playoffs, but, um, yeah. you know, just the way you view the Bills, maybe not to that degree, but they're a very tough out in uh, a very tough division. Um, as, as I look around, I'm already starting to see some pretenders, I think. Um, I, I, I still have no faith. In, in the 49ers, I, I just don't like what what I see uh, out of them. They're they're a little bit more of a bland team. Jimmy G has, has been looking better, but still not nearly as built up um, as he was supposed to be. I who think who they played.
0: Um, who they they played San Francisco. They played Cincinnati, and they played the Steelers without Big Ben. Like I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Steelers. And I mean, I, oh, no. I also
1: I just I just find it funny. Um, and it it. For the guy who ha- hates agendas, it comes across like I do have an agenda, but I- I'm just calling it like I see it. If Mitch played like Jimmy G did last year and this year, he'd be getting fucking crucified. He got crucified for throwing three touchdowns. I mean, Jesus, you know, what, what the fuck are we talking about? Um, But, no, I I, I like Kyle Allen a lot for, yeah. for the Panthers. Um, yeah. the, the one thing that I said this year that, it, it, you know, I, I didn't trust. I, I got um hosed uh and berated in my dynasty leagues for trading Cam Newton for, for fairly cheap. And it was because I thought his shoulder was done. The things the reports the nerves and this, and I don't like it. Um, and he just, there's too many weapons there for you to keep a bum. I don't mean a bum as in he's a bum. I mean, just like a bum shouldered quarterback, uh, you know, sitting back there, you have Curtis Samuels, you have DJ Moore, you have Greg Olson, who, you know, was traded because he didn't fit a certain system and he's still just balling out to this day. So, uh, Trey Burton be damned. Greg Olson should still be in a Bears uniform. I know. Um, I mean, but you obviously Christian McCaffrey argument for the best running back in the game. So I, I like what Kyle Allen brings to them. Um, just just a serviceable guy as it sounds makes the right throws and you know lets his uh, lets his um, his uh his weapons you know do the rest. Um, so I named one pretender. Uh, you kind of took one from me as well. The 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 contender that I have here are the Buffalo Bills um we knew the defense was legit the defense has been legit for the last couple of years um and Josh Allen has just taken them the steps forward that you like to see from a quarterback he looks poised back there he still makes some bad throws he 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 he's he's kind of always struggled with accuracy um but he just makes the big play when when they need him to uh, and he obviously he's like 6 7 and just has these long strides and just knows how to roll out and run so they look good. I, 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 I like them. Um, but just like you said, not not too much. The Packers won another game that wasn't the prettiest. But just like I keep telling my Packers friends, don't be too disappointed in your offense. Like these are the games that you guys need to win uh, while that offense is gelling. And, and just hope that they are gelling and that it's not just a bad offense uh, if you're a Packer fan.
0: One thing I left out that I wanted to touch on, one, one of the more, I guess, happy stories of the NFL was watching Teddy Bridgewater come in and, and beat Seattle at Seattle that I, I thought there was no chance that the, the, the Saints had that they, there was no chance they're going to win at home or on the road in Seattle in the outdoor elements in that stadium um I, I I mean granted a lot of the plays he was making were to wide open right wide receivers and that was just great scheming great coaching um by the by Sean Payton um but but man that, that that was pretty that was one of the more surprising wins. I will say that. I agree. Um, two things that I want to talk about and then maybe we can move on just depending or three things. I'm going to say three things and then pass back to you to talk about anything else then we can make our picks for week 4. Uh Tennessee I love the fact that they absolutely drummed the Browns in week 1 because it got everybody to buy back into them. Please. What a Every fucking, fucking year. Bum ass Every franchise. year they do this. Dude. Every year, they they start so hot, and then Marcus Mariota comes in, he's like, oh, wait, hold on, I suck. No, yeah, let's get this fucking franchise done. Absolutely abysmal. You lose to Gardner Minshew with that fucking porn stash that he has. I love it. He's the goat. He's the
1: fucking goat, man.
0: Um, The third thing is is, while this team is good, and I still think they're one of the better teams in the NFC, I still need to see more from Dallas. I, I need to see them play an actual okay. NFL team. Uh, week one, um, they played. Who did they play? They played. Uh, they played the Giants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, come on. But the at, Giants.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, week two, they played Washington, and we just saw what Washington was all about. Yeah. And then they then they played the Dolphins. Yeah. In, in this past week, like I need to see them play a real team. Like, yeah, they're three and zero, and they did what they need to do, which is great. But I'm not ready to buy in 100% to the to the Cowboys right now. Um, you know, it's been a pretty easy, favorable schedule, but obviously they're going to start to play some teams pretty soon here. Um, and then the third thing, you know, watching that Rams-Browns Sunday night game, um, man, I, I, the Rams are winning in different ways than I expected them this year. I, I mm-hmm. they, they haven't looked dominant in the way that they did last year, where they were just outscoring everyone left and right and holding teams to, like, 10 points a game or whatever it was um but they're they're getting it done which is which is impressive to see and then man the browns are just headed in the wrong direction right now like it's it's i i I did not pick them to make the playoffs um you know as as i know a lot of that was one of the more favorable picks to you know surprise picks i i just needed to see it to believe it and and so far i've been proven right so um you know frank what did you have for um you know, what What were any anything left that you wanted to talk about? Yeah,
1: I, I just want to talk about a couple of your points. So point number two, um, you know, there's some Dallas Cowboys fans who have heard that that feedback in which I agree with or that critique, if you will. And they say, well, the the Patriots haven't beaten anyone either. Yeah, but they've proven themselves over the years that right. it doesn't matter who they play. It's going to look like this. Um, So. If I was a Cowboys fan, I, I, I would like to hear that. I wouldn't want my anyone to, to think that we're some world beaters until we go out there and, and really put a stamp on it. You know what I mean? And that's when you can say, hey, we're fucking we're we're for real this year.
0: Yeah, but um, the Cowboys always Cowboys fans always think they're the best team in the NFL.
1: That's that. that yeah, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> um, But to your third point about the Browns. I had them making the playoffs. I have them as a wildcard team, but I predicted this. I granted, I got this game wrong. I thought this would be one of the ones where they'd show them that flash in the second half. And I was almost proven right. They almost won yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't expect the hot start. You just can't expect a hot start from a, a, a bad offensive line that still needs to gel. And you know, a, a guy who's still getting used to uh, one of the best receivers in, in football. It's not, you're not in the backyard just slinging it to someone like this. It's Odell Beckham learning a new playbook. Um, you know, a year two quarterback who hasn't even started a full year just yet, but he has all the potential in the world. Like people need to relax. You have, you have Rex Ryan going out saying that he's overrated as hell You got guys, is he a bust? And it's like, dude, calm down. Even if they don't make the playoffs this year, Baker Mayfield is not a bust. This is not a bad team. They have the pieces to move forward. Everyone relax. Like, things just, this is the NFL. This isn't the NBA where you just copy and paste people to a team and they become championship contenders. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the NFL does does not work that way. You can have a star at literally every position and not make a playoff.
0: And and I I like Baker Mayfield. I really do. I do, too. Um, I do, too. I, I just... It's just, you know, people it's it's this, you know, at the beginning of the season, we get every every team, there's at least one one team that people fall in love with and they're just like, "Oh my god, this team is going to be so so amazing." You got to wait until you see what you have. You know, you got to yeah. see kind of je- like people are ready to put them in the Super Bowl and Freddie Kitchens is this is the first time he's been an NFL head coach. And like his
1: play calling was fucking awful it, in, that, it's, in it's, that game.
0: And it's and, and it's it's a learning process and I I do hate that yeah. Every year is is Super Bowl or bust for essentially all thirty two teams at this point, and and yeah, and no time for for growth. You know, it's it's not like baseball where you know you get a, a, a maybe like two like oh, just wait until you know a couple of years from now, this team's going to be incredible. Like, it's it's everything needs to happen so quickly, and it's because guys like you know Andrew Luck have come in, Robert Griffin the third, and you know. Pat Mahomes, they just come in and are instantly amazing, and it sets the bar for every. And and a lot of it is fantasy too. You know, people care more oh, about fantasy football right now than they do about the actual league. I know, um, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, which I is mean,
1: also which is also weird that Mitch is has the like stigma to him because he averaged in my league anyway. I don't know how other people's are scored. He averaged twenty three a game for me last yeah. year in in fantasy, and like that's fucking phenomenal. Like, you know what I mean? Like. So I, I don't know. I just don't get it. But yeah, I, I think also with the standards being that high every single year and right out of the gate, that's what leads you to dumbass storylines like young quarterbacks are bust and are overrated. Josh Rosen just,
0: is a terrible quarterback. Like,
1: yeah. And, and I, I, I love to have the three guys from that draft that I really, really liked. And I still think our franchise quarterbacks are Baker, Darnold, and Rosen, those are my three guys. I'm sticking to it and, until they, you know, show me otherwise. Year two, I'm, I'm not worried about it, especially year two for Rosen. He's in just – he's a, a, at an even worse team than he was in his rookie year. Yeah,
0: he's, he's in the NFL, and he's and he, they keep going with, with um, Fitz magic, and he doesn't have that magic this year. Um, no. Let's go ahead and jump into the uh, week four picks. Um, Frank, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of do what we've been doing. I'll give you the, the game, I'll get your pick, and then we'll kind of go back and forth like that. Um, so Thursday night, this is a pretty exciting game. Philadelphia at Green Bay. Uh, Frank, who you got? So here's the
1: thing. I haven't picked a Thursday night game correct, and I think it's because I'm using too much
0: logic. I'm 0-3-2, baby.
1: Yeah, and, and Thursday night games are just so unpredictable. Green Bay at this point is a better team overall Philadelphia and that's exactly why I'm picking Philadelphia because I have been going I've been fucking wrong every Thursday I uh, every Thursday and it's because I'm like yeah the better team should win it, it's less game planning they have to just kind of go and it just hasn't been that way Eagles bounce back something like 27 to 20.
0: I have the Eagles as well actually in this game and this isn't you know Packers bias or anything like that it's I think the, the Eagles are in desperation mode they need this win yeah um, the Packers are, aren't going to win every single game that they play. I'd be very surprised if they're four and zero at this point. Um, I just think Carson Wentz is going to have one of those Carson Wentz types games. Um, it's still pretty favorable in terms of the weather. I think it's going to be pretty nice out, and it's not going to be you know below freezing in Lambeau Field. Um, I expect. It, I, I know the Eagles have been you know hurt a little bit at, at, on the offense, but. I just I still think they're one of the better teams in, in the NFC. And, I, and like I said, it's a desperation game. They have to win this one or, or basically they're done because uh, of the way that the Cowboys are playing right now. They're, it looks like they're probably just going to run away with the division. Yeah. Um,
1: and I'll say this. I am curious for as good as the Packers defense uh, has been. I'm curious to see how they react against a team who's actually going to attack them. Obviously, Chicago was the only one that could have done so and they didn't. And we know uh, Doug Peterson is not going to be conservative against any defense. So I'm curious right. to see what they look like.
0: Right. Um, then the next game, one of the first noon games, uh, Washington at New York Giants. A ton of division games to kick off this season. It's been it's been pretty strange. Um, Frank, who are you taking in this game?
1: Um, I think Danny Dimes keeps it going. I do, even without Saquon. Washington, it, for as bad as the Giants are, Washington, I think, is worse. Um. Who knows what the score is going to be, but I favor the Giants in that one.
0: I'm taking Washington uh, on the road in New in New Jersey, not New York. Um, I think the first <laughs> half is going to be pretty bad, and I think they'll probably put in Dwayne Haskins to start the second half, and I think he's going to prove himself to be pretty good. Uh, Terry McLaurin, like you've said, they've talked about, he's been phenomenal so far. Um, I think the Giant. I think a full week of of Daniel Jones, you know tape on him might help the the Washington a little bit more um man I I just losing Saquon and and the wide receiver injuries that they have had I think it's gonna just absolutely kill this offense I I think they're gonna be pretty sluggish um so I'm going with Washington in that one um then we got another noon game uh pretty important one for for the NFC North uh Kansas City at Detroit Frank who you taking in this one
1: Detroit is one of those teams that has seemed to like be good enough to stick around and then they make a big play either on defense or offense. I don't have the firepower to, uh, to, to stick with Kansas city. I, I, I don't think that that game is particularly close. I think the chiefs, it's probably over by halftime. It, it, and I've been the guy saying the lions are better than we think they are. They just don't match up very well in, against a team like this. So I, Kansas city, I think in a very easy win.
0: Well, cause normally it's, it's Darius Slay is going to be covering the best wide receiver who is that on the on the on the chiefs? Sammy Watkins? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, Nicole Hardman, like it's a new guy every single week. It, and and LeSean McCoy has been pretty serviceable at running back for them so far. Um yeah, I'm taking K- Kansas City all the way in this one. Um I, honestly, Frank, I, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if Pat Mahomes throws for like 500 yards in this game just for the fact that they're in a dome. Like yeah. he's going to go off. Like you you know he's going to go off in a game. I
1: say like- bra- I say he breaks the record, eight touchdowns. Book it.
0: And I, if there's a guy to do it right now, it's it's going to be him. Uh, of course, that means he'll probably throw, you know, a touchdown and four picks. But whatever. Um, <laughs> Tennessee at Atlanta is another noon game. Frank, uh, who are you taking in this one?
1: There's not a chance. I, I mean, is, is is average to bad as the Falcons have looked? I, I, I'm never picking the Titans. I don't think they're going to have <laughs> another game this year. Where, like, they, they do that thing where Mariota looks like a good quarterback and Corey Davis has, like, 300 yards and that, that's all he gets for the rest of the year. And they beat a team that they're maybe not supposed to. This isn't that weak. I think the Falcons beat them
0: uh, and get back on track. Is there any more boring offense in this league than the Titans offense?
1: But, like, like over the last, like, 10 years, like, 50, like when, when was the last – Aaron McNair is the last offense that they have with him and Eddie George.
0: Dude, I, I mean, there's there they have court like no team has misused a, a wide receiver more than than what they've done with Corey Davis. Like, I'm not saying Corey Davis is one of the better receivers in the league, but he he could be. He could be a very he good. Ha- receiver.
1: He has the physical talent to be a top 10 top. And 15 did, receiver. He
0: just looks like he has a diarrhea turd coming out of his helmet, like the way that he puts those trends together. Like, I mean, he plays like diarrhea, too. Um, I'm taking the Falcons in that one as well. It's at home. Matt Ryan very rarely loses in, in Atlanta. Um, I expect some big things from, from that team. And, and they the Falcons have to get on track at some point. They're not this bad. I, I yeah. don't. They have good skill players. It's just the team just hasn't come together the way that they that they fucking ruined it against the Patriots. I'm telling you, that was just a death blow to that shitty franchise. Um, then we got Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, Frank, who are you taking in this one?
1: tough matchup for i like uh, it, for, I, like for it cleveland. A lot. I like it a lot as well because these are the games that baker is going to learn from um you know going back to back from the rams to a good defense in baltimore again um i think the ravens eke this one out and, and i think panic ensues in cleveland but i think they will get it turned around at some point this year um I think Baltimore's just a little bit better on both sides of the ball at this point in the year. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. The, the Browns are going to, when they get on the scene, it's going to look
0: great. Yeah.
1: And and it's it may even be unexpected, and, and, you know, the hype will start to begin again. I don't think it will be this week. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Ravens in that one.
0: I'm taking the Ravens as well, Uh, simply because I'm going to keep picking them until they give me a reason not to. Yeah, they lost last week, but that was – In Kansas City, it was a tough place to play. And Lamar Jackson still looked, you know, he still looked okay. He he didn't look overmatched like we kind of thought he would. Um, I I still like this team a lot. Um, And Mark Ingram just looks like he's been a a perfect fit for this team. Like, just, it's been insane so far. Um, Then we got Oakland at Indianapolis. Uh, Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think the last time that Oakland was in Indy, uh, Terrell Pryor was their quarterback if you'll remember Yuck. that. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and they Jesus won that game, Christ. too. They beat the Colts at home with Terrell Pryor.
1: Yeah, uh, and with that being said, they may as well have Terrell Pryor at quarterback now. Uh, I think the Colts win that in a fairly easy game.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I'm taking the Colts as well. Um, I, I liked what I saw from Brissett. I think he's starting to get the hang of things. Um, and the Raiders just look like a mess at this point. They, they yeah. just look just so bad.
1: I'm curious to see as well. Part of me... And not that I want him to be hurt that bad. I hope they be cautious with T.Y. and sit him out. Because I want to see what Paris Campbell looks like with some more reps. Because that kid can play, man.
0: Yeah, he's he's been he's been good so far. I do know the Colts have had a ton of injuries uh, listed this week. A lot of starters as well. Hopefully, Darius Leonard can come back. Um, but I, even with that being said, I, I think this is a game that the Colts should win pretty easily at home. For sure. um, then we got New England at Buffalo. Frank, who are you taking in this one?
1: Um, You know... The uh, the Patriots have uh, an incredible formula about them, or just incredible way about them to really attack weaknesses. And I think at this point, the biggest weakness on the Bills is making Josh Allen play quarterback and not scramble. I mean, the same way that that's kind of been said about Mitch thus far. And I don't think their their coach is as good as Nagy to draw up different plays. Like it's it's kind of on uh, Josh Allen to make the plays at this point. And I I just can't see that style, uh, beating the Patriots. I'm I'm going Patriots. They, they, they get a a road win against Buffalo.
0: I'm going to look like an idiot, Frank, at the end of the week, but I don't care. I'm taking Buffalo in this one at home. It's just one of those, it's, it's one of those statement games that I think Josh Allen is just kind of ready for. Um, I know the Patriots are probably going to win a hundred to nothing, but I, I don't care. I, I truly think that the that the the off that the defensive line for the Bills matches up pretty well against the the Patriots' offensive line. Um, I if they can shut down the run game, I think the the Bills have a pretty good chance to to kind of shut down some of the things that the Patriots like to do at least offensively. A couple turnovers here and there, and this game flips around on its head. Um, offensively, I think Josh Allen can beat some of these guys with his legs. Um, and, and I know that you are a big fan of Devin Singletary as well. And he's Mm looked really good so far. Um, hopefully he plays, he got hurt, uh, hamstring injury. He missed last week. I I still think that this team has some of the, the, I I still think this is just one of those games where the bills look to prove something and the Patriots aren't going to win every single game. At least I wouldn't think that they would. Um, I, I just, this seems like one of those games that that the bills are just going to win. It's one of those random games. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a risk here You're Gonna go with the bills. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, Carolina at Houston. Um, this is the last of the noon games, I believe. Yes. Uh, or maybe not.
1: No, oh, Chargers dolphins. Oh yeah. There,
0: there's one more after that. Um, Carolina at Houston, Frank, who are you taking in this one?
1: Um, I liked, just like I said, I liked what I saw out of Kyle Allen, um, last week. That being said, I, I just think as much as I do like the talent, That the Panthers have on offense outside of running back, I think you look up and down, and the Texans do have a better offense, starting with the quarterback and the wide receivers. Um, Obviously, Christian McCaffrey again is is arguably the best running back in the league. Um, And then I look, I look defensively. Both teams aren't all that impressive. You give the slight edge probably to to uh, Carolina, Um, but I I don't expect Kyle Allen to have the same success even against a subpar uh, defense to this point, anyway. In Houston, I think Houston um, gets it going a little bit. I, I just how you had said the the week of Tate probably helps them um, expect a big game out of J.J. Watt here. He's going to show up and really cement, I think. And uh, I I would expect a pretty big game out of Deshaun Watson as well. I'm taking Houston.
0: Yeah, at home, I'm taking Houston as well. Uh, I think they're going to kind of do a little air raid going on with uh, to Watson to to nuke as well. I think it's I just don't like the pan, the Panthers secondary. Um, Yeah, their their front seven is pretty good, um, of course. But I just think the Texans are a little bit more talented than obviously the Cardinals. Uh, Kyle Allen will probably have a more difficult week. I don't think we should expect to see the same type of performance. So I'm going Houston in that one. Um, Then we got uh, the Chargers at Miami. Uh, Frank, I don't think we need to spend too much time on this one. Yeah, I,
1: that that being said, if there is a team to lose to Miami at this point, it's the fucking Chargers. They're, something about them, for as much talent as they have every single year, yep. they just struggle. And when's the last time they got an easy win? Like they just make life so much harder than it has to be. No, and it, I just do not understand what's going on over there.
0: That, that's been that's been Phil Rivers' forte this entire. I mean, yeah, every single year, like every single year of his career, it, it's it's. They look good, and then they just shoot themselves in the foot about 87 times in one game, and they end up just losing. Um, I just don't think the Dolphins are are good in any sort Agreed. of facet of the game right now, so I I can't in good conscience pick them to win. I'm going Chargers as well. Um, then starts the, the the afternoon games: Tampa Bay at uh, at Rams. Um, Frank, who are you taking in on this one?
1: Uh, I I don't I don't think I have to break this one down. I I think this is going to be a, a a blowout win. This is this will be the week that the Rams look like the Rams of last year.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Rams as well. Um, I just, Tampa Bay just, they they suck. They I mean, yeah. Bruce Arians is a great coach, but he just doesn't have enough talent around uh, Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston isn't all that good either. So <laughs> they'll probably be looking for a new quarterback at the end of this year.
1: Yeah, I honestly think it's more Winston than anything. I actually do like their skill positions quite a bit. Uh, Mike, Evans, while, is, it, it, Mike it, Evans is incredible. Chris Godwin is very, very good. I think they Mike do Evans, miss Adam Humphreys, though, I'll say yeah. that.
0: Yeah, if Mike Evans is on a different team that has a higher profile easily compared to one of the best. He's going to be he's like the A.J. Green where it's yeah. like so good, but people just kind of forget that he's there. You I, know what I, I mean?
1: Mike Evans is a top 10. Receiver. <coughs> I, I think that's an easy statement. I could probably make a case for top five. But he yeah, yeah. he's fucking incredible.
0: Um, And then we got a uh, divisional game again. Seattle at Arizona. Um, Again, probably not too much to just dis- to decode on this one.
1: Yeah, Seahawks. Seahawks win uh, win this game. I think after getting sliced and diced up last week, I think that defense is going to be looking to really make a statement against the, the rookie here. Um, yeah. I, I got Seattle.
0: I'm going Seattle as well uh, for many of the same reasons. Um, we'll save the Bears pick for last, even though it is one of the three twenty five games um Jacksonville at Denver one of the more uninspiring games this week to be honest with you um yeah. who's taking in this one Frankie
1: I think the Broncos get their first win here at home um as much as I like the way that the Jaguars offense is developing I like DJ Chark I like D.D. Westbrook I like Chris Conley um I want to see Marquise Lee get a little bit more playing time there Fournette still looks at uh, um but the offense as a whole seems to really be progressing well I I, I don't think Ah, uh, they're ready for a Broncos defense that has no sacks and are feeling the pressure. And I think we see a big game out of Von Miller against Gardner Minshew here.
0: Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of as we're talking right now, I'm kind of coin flipping in my head right now who I yeah. want. Yeah, I, I I really I, I mean I have the Jaguars written down, but I'm not sure I really want to go with them. Um, so I'm going to talk it through with you, Frank, and and we'll kind of we'll kind of figure it out at the end of this one. Um, I. I do like when when teams kind of play free and loose um, and, and Gardner Minshew's kind of injected some some much needed life into this team. Um, you know, that being said, the, the skill positions haven't been great so far for the Jaguars. I think the Denver if if, if what we've seen the last couple of weeks are, are who they are in terms of who when they played the Bears and, and how they stopped their offense and how they stopped the Packers as well. They kind of gave them some fits um, mm-hmm. to go along with it it's, it's hard for me to not pick Denver at home just because this is a new environment for the Jaguars. We saw how much it affected the bears defense. It's going to do a lot of the same for the Jaguars. They don't, they probably aren't going to have Jalen Ramsey. It looks like he's deciding to to take some time away from them. Um, I, I, I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to go Denver as well. I think you made a good argument. Uh, we have to start seeing Bradley Chubb and Von Miller start to make an impact. It's going to happen at some point. So I'm I'm yep. going to go Denver. Yep. And then we got uh, the Sunday night game, Dallas at New Orleans. Uh, Frank, who are you taking in this one? It's this a good game.
1: It is It is a good game. Um, and I just – there's only so much a coach can do in terms of scheming to get wins and scheming to get the offense. Like, I, the quarterback has to be good eventually. And I just don't have faith in Teddy Bridgewater. As much as I, I'd like for him to succeed after the really grueling injury that he had when he was on the uh, the Vikings – this Cowboys defense is legit, I think. I I, I really do. And I think they're going to show him different looks and, and confuse him. Uh, it'll be a close game. I don't think the Cowboys run away with it. But I got the Cowboys on the road uh, snagging that win and going
0: 4-0. I am taking the Saints in this one. Um, I think that Sean Payton is going to kind of do carry over a little bit of what he did last week. Uh, I just – I I always have trouble picking the Saints – are not picking the Saints when they're at home. It just seems to be one of those places, one of those things that just teams that play at home just don't lose. Um, I just really like what I've seen so far uh, from Teddy Bridgewater. I loved what I saw last week against a good defense as well. Uh, Seattle should not be forgotten as as a good defense. Um, I I like Dallas, but again, I want to, this is going to be their first true test of the season. Um, Kellen Moore's first true test as well. So I want to see if that offense can kind of carry over. Um, like you said, I don't think it'll be a super, you know, it'll be a blowout one way or the other. I think it'll be a closer game. Um, but I just like the 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 talent surrounding Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, oh, it's easily sure. the best talent he's had in his career in, yeah. in Minnesota, you know, and, and and with the Jets and whatever it's been so far. I, I so I'm 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 gonna go with New Orleans on this one. Um, and then we got just a <laughs> just a brutal Monday night game, oh, uh, fuck. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Frank, who, who are you taking in this one?
1: I guess I go I, I, uh, with my MVP pick, Mason Rudolph. Uh, he
0: gets, <laughs> he starts getting this this
1: ship turned around against the 0-3 Bengals. Um, but just like I, I told you, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if we were on the phone, when, when you look at these Monday night matchups, I get why they would want, like I, like as the schedule makers are making it, why you want Pittsburgh in, in a primetime game. Before the season, you're expecting them to be good. I get why last week you want you know the the Bears or I guess technically this week but week three you want the Bears in prime time they won their division twelve wins last year, but what do you see in Cincinnati and in Washington that says that screams Monday Night to you? This should be a three twenty game. Yeah. Like it just even like projecting before the season like, and now and now both teams are bad. Like what the hell are we doing here? I I I I'll go the Steelers just because I do like their their um, skill position players a, a little bit better. And I like their defense a little bit better than Cincy's. Um, it, it'll be one of those very, um, you know, give and take type of games, boring, grueling. Uh, I think since uh, I'm sorry, um, the Steelers make a play probably on defense. Dalton will throw a pick or something in the fourth <laughs> that seals the deal. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Cincy won either, but, uh, Pittsburgh is my pick.
0: Yeah. Pittsburgh is my pick as well. I think based Rudolph plays just well enough, um, Juju Smith Schuster is easily going to be the best player on the field. Um, even though I really do like Tyler Boyd and kind of what he's been doing as well. Yeah. Um, I think the defense for the Steelers is, is it's not been playing great. And Mike Tomlin is going to need to start fighting for his job sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a must win for Pittsburgh. Honestly, I, I know they're, pro- I know they not a lot of people count them still into this, um, playoff race and rightfully so, but they, they got to show something to be like, to give, um their fans and ownership some some positivity some hope for next season to be like okay we're still a good squad like we just need our quarterback and we can still contend for a Super Bowl um I just don't feel comfortable picking Cincinnati anytime um I did it against at home against San Francisco and they burned me on that so uh go fuck themselves (laughs) um until they change from Andy Dalton I I just this this franchise is going to be what it is middling at best Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going Pittsburgh in this one. I, I Frank, you, you bring up an interesting point about why the, they weren't flexed. But my thing is, like, what game would you flex to the Monday nighter? I mean, Seattle and Arizona is really maybe the, the only one that kind of comes to mind that you would flex to Monday night, obviously, other than Minnesota and the Chicago. But you're not going to have them play Monday night back to back.
1: Well, that But that's my whole point. So why are we playing Washington on Monday night? This should yeah. be our Monday night game. Like, yeah. what are we what are we doing here? Even I can even make the case. And I, I'm again, I'm thinking before the season, because the schedule wasn't made week to week before the season. You can make the case for the Bills and Patriots, another division game. You can make the case for, um, you know, uh, Cowboys Saints is Sunday night, but even Rams Buccaneers, the Bucks. New coach, different weapons. You could see them two and one, one and two, maybe three and zero oh if the ball, you know, goes the right way. And the Rams are the Rams. Like some anything is better than this game. Like literally it's, any other matchup this week is better than this game.
0: It's just so funny how how the Sunday night games, no matter what happens, like there's always still something interesting about the games. Like yeah, they're usually pretty good games, and the Monday night games just usually get shit on left and right. Yeah, it's it's just weird how it always happens. Uh, it's been going on for a couple of years now, but. Um, yeah. And then of course, Minnesota at Chicago, uh, I'm, I'm going bears. I, I'm not going to wait for you. Cause I know you're going bears as well. Um, yeah, I think Mitch is going to have a big game. I, I, I don't think maybe he's not going to be the reason they win. Maybe it's the defense per usual. Uh, but I still think Mitch is going to have a big game. Quote me on that one and you can use it next week to make fun of me and tell me what an idiot I am. Take um, that for
1: data, but I'm sticking Let's to fucking it. Go.
0: I'm sticking to it. I'm, I'm you're going it with, right. With, with Mitch, and, and I hope Kyle Long is naked the entire game. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. He might play better.
0: Who would want to block that, you know? Um, yeah, that it, big that just be noted, swinging? Yeah, something that should be noted, that the San Francisco <laughs> and the Jets are on a bye this week. I, I, I hate when teams are on bye week four. I just think that's such a stupid. That is
1: super early. That That's my only two complaints when it comes to the NFL. are division games happen too early, and so do bye weeks. Well, on
0: thursday
1: night games well oh that's right that that's probably worse than all of them thursday nights need to go away already though
0: they're bad aren't people just tired of seeing just whole like the flags and just bad play in general like is that worth yeah.
1: it it's i mean it's players literally their bodies just aren't ready to play again that so soon like i think you can get the endorphins you can get the the um the adrenaline running for a thanksgiving game with all things it's a special game it's yeah. the only thursday game When it's every week,
0: it's not special anymore, and you just don't – you can't do that. You know what I mean? Stamp out college football. Take Saturday night away from them. Dude,
1: I have said the same thing. No one cares about college football. The only people who like college football are southern racist white people who just – (laughs) they like watching it because they just love it for the good of the game. They're not getting paid, and they get out – shut up. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) The NFL is a better product than college football, and it's not particularly close.
0: Oh man, I just uh, there's like two good quarterbacks in you college. You hear that, and Billy Allen? Damn, coming at him, Frankie. I, I agree. I I I think if anything, make it a Friday night game. Like, is are people really still going to watch high school football? Is that still a thing people care in, in about? Te- Texas
1: would fucking revolt if they could <laughs>
0: good fuck texas so seed motherfuckers um but that'll do it from the corked up podcast episode 23 i am jack savio he is frank naris thank you guys for listening we do appreciate it um please let us know your game picks as well always curious to see what you guys think about the teams that we picked um you know frankie I, i'm out of roll here 11 and 5 uh let's flip that script and go 5 and 11 this week baby jesus here we go. <laughs> i'm feeling a little confident a little frisky this week uh, but this was a lot of fun, Frank. Um, you know, may- at some point, I-, I keep getting a lot of people, dude, why do you guys keep doing NFL? Talk base-? I'm not talking baseball until I absolutely have to. It's yeah. too depressing, all right? I really don't want to talk about Joe Madden being the, wh- the White Sox manager next year and taking Jesus another God. job away from her Reguinaria. How right? fucking funny would that be? That would be incredibly. <laughs> the white man comes in and takes another <laughs> Mexican man. <laughs> Um, that'll do it on the Court Doc Podcast are on Two Sons Pods. I'm Jack Savio again. He is Frank Naris. Thank you guys for listening. Frankie, I'll see you next week.
1: Later guys, see you next time, Jackie.